Well, greetings to each of you, and welcome to The Shakedown. I am your host, Aaron Dawson. I'm glad to be with you yet again as we uh, keep rolling right along in Season 2 of The Shakedown. Uh, Awesome, awesome to be able to uh, roll right in, as I said, to Season 2 and to see and to hear uh, those that are uh, listening to it, watching it, enjoying it. I had a conversation with a guy a few months ago that uh, he was telling a, a friend of his about the podcast, and his friend's not even a corrections officer, uh, but he was telling him, he said, hey, man, you really need to check out this podcast. Uh, you, I think you really enjoy it. And so uh, his friend did listen and came back to him and said, man, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, not being a corrections officer, I don't have a clue what y'all are talking about. He said, but I am enjoying enjoying the podcast. So it's awesome that, you know, as we say, this is a podcast by corrections, about corrections and for corrections, but maybe we need to add on a mild interest in corrections to that list as well. But anyway, uh, glad to be with you. Glad that you are here uh, with us. I want to throw out there, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Any thoughts, ideas, questions, suggestions, whatever it may be, you can, <coughs> excuse me, you can email us at the shakedown at jailtraining.org. Uh, you can check the podcast out at the shakedown.org. Go to YouTube, search the shakedown podcast, and then that way you can get the video footage as well as the audio, however you prefer to engage, but get the word out there. And let's keep this rolling, uh, keep this message going out there, uh, information, training, encouragement, whatever the case may be. Uh, what I want to talk to you about, what I want us to talk about today, I was having a conversation with uh, Ms. Tate McCotter, the executive director of NIJO, uh, earlier, and we were talking about uh, probably the greatest challenge that we see facing us in the world of corrections. And it seems to be, without question, the issue around the country is staffing. And so he and I were talking about uh, staffing as a as a generic or a general issue among corrections. But, you know, just the way my, my mind's wired is whenever we talk about a, a ish, an issue or a situation or a problem, the next question I have is, is why is that a problem? What is it that's taking place? What is it that's causing uh, this to be a problem? And, and what is it that we can do about it. And, you know, when you ask people what the, what the reason is, why are we having staffing issues? Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of common answers. You know, you hear that somebody says, well, it's the pay, you know, in, in the environment, the economic environment, there are lots of places that are paying good money and they're needing people. And so, you know, why should people work as a corrections officer making X amount of dollars when they can go to this plant or this business or whatever the case may be and make two, three, four, five, six dollars more an hour. And so it's the pay that's, that's the issue. Uh, there are others that, that maybe they suggest that, well, maybe it's a lack of interest in the field, you know, that there's not a lot of people that are really all that interested in working in law enforcement or, or working in corrections. Uh, there's others that have suggested that maybe it's the training. Uh, maybe it's a lack of, of, of access to good quality training. Um, or maybe it's the point that the training is there, but we're running so shorthanded, uh, we can't afford to, to cut people loose to go to that training. And to be a part of that training, which, by the way, if that's your case, 
I highly recommend that you check out Dakota, uh, Nigel's online uh, corrections uh, training. Uh, it doesn't have to be done at work. It's not a live event deal. It's something you can do online, and you can get those get that training in. But that's beside the point. <coughs> Excuse me. Some people say it's training. That's the issues. Uh, some would say that, man, it's supervision and it's management. You know, that people, you know, they... They, they come into this career, but they can't deal with the supervision or the management that they, that's there and the lack of leadership ability uh, that's there. And so they leave. Uh, you know, others have suggested maybe it's a work ethic, you know, as far as a culture is concerned, uh, that, you know, the, the people just don't have the work ethic that they used to. And so they don't stay in the field. And, and others have said maybe it's the culture, you know, this this anti-law enforcement mindset and uh, that seems to be permeating our culture. You know, guys, all of those, uh, some of them or all of them, might be legitimate reasons why we're experiencing the staffing issues that we're experiencing in corrections. That that might be right on. But, but guys, today, that's not what I want us to focus on. Uh, because all of those things, uh, they may be true. They may be accurate. But as an individual, what can I do about those things? What can I do about the pay or the, the lack of interest in the field? What can I do about the training, the supervision, the management? What can I do about people's work ethic? What can I do about the culture to change the, the mindset or the view of law enforcement or corrections in the culture? What can I do as an individual? What can you do as an individual? Pretty much nothing. So that's not what I want us to talk about because there's no point in us Hemming and hawing and, and, and trying to pull this apart and say, well, what they need to do or what this group needs. No, no, no. What I want us to talk about today is let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about as an individual, what I can deal with. Let's talk about you as an individual. What can you do? And so guys, for us to be able to jump into this and pull this apart today, I want to, I want to ask, three questions, and then I want to issue a few challenges. So the first question that I want to ask is this. Question one is, why did you get into the correctional field? Why did you get into corrections? What was it that brought you to corrections? What was it that attracted you to this profession? Now, it may have very well been that, man, you needed a job, your agency was hiring, and you put an application in, they called, and you said, all right, I am there. It may have been, you know, the the insurance. It may have been uh, the retirement. Uh, it, like I said, it may have been the fact that you just needed a job. And, and, and that's, that's legitimate. I mean, that's, that's real world 101. That's life. So I get that. But beyond that, now that you're in the field, because <laughs> see, the truth of the matter is, if you're just looking for a job, odds are you're not going to stay in corrections. If you're just looking for insurance, odds are you're not going to stay in corrections. If you're just looking for a retirement, Odds are you're not going to stay in corrections. If you feel engaged, if you feel fulfilled, if you feel like this is your career, what is it that brings you and keeps you in this career? Why are you a part of the corrections profession? And I've heard it said, and I've said it myself many times, that corrections is a calling. It's not just a job. It's not just a, a nine to five Monday through Friday. I punch the time clock. I, I, you know, I check these things off my list. I'm in, I'm out. Corrections is not that kind of career. It's something that you have to feel a connection to and a fulfillment in and a calling. And so the first question I've got for us is why are we in corrections? 
What is it that draws us to corrections? Question number two, what do you love about your job? What is it that if somebody says, do you enjoy corrections? What are the first two or three things that you're going to say? Is it, is it the, the camaraderie? The fact that, you know, it's so a natural part of this career is that, that family mentality or that team mentality that, or maybe it's the sense of purpose that I'm able, I'm able to get in and, and to make a difference. Uh, maybe whatever the case may be, what is it that you love about your job? What are the positives? Now, we could sit here and talk all day about the negatives, and we could whine, and we could moan, and we could fuss, and we could say, yeah, well, there's this, and that's garbage, and there's this, and that's messed up, and there's this, and man, I wish that. Yeah, we could do that. But at the end of that conversation, and where we've whined and we've moaned, what are we left with? (laughs) Nothing. Pretty much the same situation where we started, only now we've moaned and whined about it, so we feel a little worse. What are the positives about your job? What is it that when you think about it, man, it makes you smile? You know, is it the, 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 the memories that you've got, the things that happen on shift? Or, man, you get together with a group of corrections officers and, and man, you start swapping stories and, oh man, you remember that one time when that one guy came to jail and man, we had to deal with him and he was slinging this and, and we had to do this. Or you remember that one time? What is it that you love about your job? Number three, question number three, do those positives, do those things that you love about your job, do those things that drew you to the field of corrections, do they still ring true? Can you find them regularly? When you go to work, sure, we're going to have those days where, man, it's, it's, it's hell on wheels from the time we enter the building to the time we get out. But those positives those things that drew us to it, those things that that we love and enjoy about our jobs, do they still ring true? Can you still find and experience them on a regular basis? Based on your answers to those questions, I said I had three questions. I got a few challenges I want to offer to you. Because, guys, here's the deal. It makes no sense from a psychological perspective, it makes no sense for us to sit here and say, man, we have these problems. We have these issues. We have these things that are wrong. And I'm waiting for somebody else to step in and fix them. I'm waiting for somebody else to step in and make a difference. I'm waiting for somebody else to make this work the way it should work. Let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. You, me, let's bring it home. So a few challenges, guys, to think about. Challenge number one, recenter your focus. Recenter your focus. The other day I was driving somewhere, and I really wasn't sure exactly where this was at. I was kind of familiar with the area, but I wasn't real 100% sure, so I was using a GPS. Well, as I'm I'm nearing this intersection, excuse me, I'm pretty sure that I remember that this intersection, there was this other road that teed in, so forth and so on. So I moved uh, what the GPS was looking at, the center of the screen. I moved it to see if if I was right. And sure enough, I was right. Well, when I took my hand off of it, the GPS, it stayed where I was looking, not where I was. And so I had to hit that button, recenter. I had to recenter the focus so that I could see what was going on and I could see where I was at. Guys, first challenge is this, recenter your focus. Look for the positives. Look for the successes, those things that drew us to corrections, those things that we love about our job, those things that that are the positives. 
Look for those. Go into work looking for a positive, looking for success. Recenter that focus. Challenge number two, smile. That's it. Challenge number two is smile. You know, our culture, some in our culture believe that the way we act is based on the way that we feel. If I feel bummed out, if I feel depressed, if I feel like I'm by myself, then I'm going to act that out. And when people are like, man, why do you look like you're bummed? Well, it's because I'm bummed. Why do you look like you're angry? Well, it's because I'm angry. And they, and they, the perception is, is that our feelings dictate our actions. But when you do the research and you look at it, you see it's actually reversed. It's actually reversed. Our feelings are dictated by our living. Why am I bringing that up? Smile. Smile. When I view and I look for the positives and I make a conscious effort to smile, I'm going to feel better about what's going on and my, and I'm going to start to feel better about the things I'm looking at. And those things that yesterday might've been a huge deal, man, they're not going to be that big of a deal because man, I've been looking for the positives and I found all these positives. And so, yeah, this is negative, but you know what? It isn't that big a deal compared to these positives. So challenge number one, recenter the focus. Look for those positives. Challenge number two, smile. Challenge number three, live the standard. Every one of us has had to work uh, with an individual, a fellow officer that wasn't carrying their weight. They were riding a time clock. They weren't interested in, in being exceptional. They weren't interested in being excellent. They weren't interested in being going above and beyond. They were interested in doing the bare minimum that they could get away with. And every one of us knows how frustrating that is to have to work alongside a fellow employee like that. We all know those employees that, you know, they're going to they're gonna try to cut the corner. They're going to try to get away with doing one less visual inspection than they're supposed to. Uh, we all know those employees that, yeah, they're, they're going to serve chow, but they're not going to, they're not going to have a roster. They're not going to make sure that, that, you know, we're not getting burned for extra trays or that inmates aren't being intimidated out of their tray. No, they're going to do the bare minimum. And man, we could, again, we could sit here and whine about it or we could live the standard. We could be the standard. We could just do it, do it purpose within ourselves. I am going to do the job that I'm being paid to do, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait for somebody else to encourage me to do it. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to lead the way. No, I'm just going to do that standard. And not only am I going to do it, I'm going to go to my supervisors and I'm going to ask them, is there something that I'm not doing? that I need to do? Is there something that I am doing that maybe I could do it better? Is there something that you would like to see for me? What are your expectations for me? What would you like to see from me? Live the standard. Challenge number four, stay the course. Stay the course. You look up that phrase, stay the course, and here's what it means. It means to continue with a process or an effort, even though it is difficult. Stay the course. Don't quit. Stay at it. Stay at it. Recenter that focus. Look for the positive. Smile and make a habit of it. I mean, if nothing else is accomplished, it'll make people think you're up to something. Number three, live the standard. And number four, stay the course. I read this uh, this story the other day about a uh, a track 
uh, competitor, uh, Mike Delvaco is his name. I'm not exactly sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but anyway, you get the point. And he was running a long distance race at a track meet. And as they're going down this course, there was 128 people running this race. Well, as uh, they're going through one of the turns in this race. It was, you know, it wasn't just a, an oval. Uh, you're running through multiple turns throughout the countryside, if you will. Well, on one of these turns, 123 people out of the 128 made the wrong turn or missed the turn they're supposed to take. Mike Davaco, he was kind of close to the front of the pack. And he remembered, okay, we're supposed to turn here. And so he did. Well, there was a bunch of people behind him. They said, no, 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 that's not, that's not what you're supposed to do. We're supposed to be going this way. You're supposed to go this way. You're not supposed to make that turn. But he knew this is what I need to do. This is the right way to go. So I'm going to do it. And he actually tried to encourage some more people behind him. Come on. This is the right way. This is the right way. Come on. And he was only able to convince four other racers, four other runners to make the right turn with him. Everybody else went the wrong way. Guys, we have got to be the Mike Delvaco. We've got to be the one that says, you know what? It would be easy to give up. It would be easy to whine and to moan and to fuss. It would be easy to sit here and be miserable and say, oh yeah, well, this is the problem. Or if they did this, or if they did that, that would be easy. Or we could do what we know to do. We could encourage those with us. Come on, let's go this way. This is the right way to do it. And you know what? If 123 out of the 128 of us go the wrong way, there's five of us that are committed to going the right way. There are five of us that are committed to doing it right. And guys, that will make a difference. It'll make a difference for you. It'll make a difference for your fellow employees. It will make a difference for your agency. Well, guys, I just wanted to share that uh, that word of encouragement with you. I hope uh, that it helps. Uh, if, if it, if it did, if it did help, uh, maybe you th- made you think about some things, guys, pass this on. Cause guys, if corrections is going to stay a profession and I'm not just talking about a job, I'm talking about a professional career choice. It's going to take you and I making it that way and keeping it that way. Well, guys, I'm out of time for this week. I appreciate you, you tuning in and listening. And guys, like I said before, get the word out there. You got any questions, thoughts, concerns, uh, ideas, whatever the case may be, hit us up, uh, the shakedown at jailtraining.org. But until next time, guys, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant. Godspeed.